We are known for giving 121%. We are determined to deliver the extraordinary. We are Century 21 Bradley. I am your host, Nick Reeser. Now, let's talk real estate. Right. Hi, guys. My name is Nick Reeser, and welcome to our inaugural The Let's Talk Real Estate podcast. Uh, today on our show, I'm joined by Jerry Hurst, who will be my relentless co-host today as we talk about techniques for controlling the conversation. But first, Jerry, tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience in the real estate industry. Well, hey, everybody. Like uh, Nick said, my name's Jerry Hurst. Uh, I've been in the real estate industry in April here. I'll have 20 years. Wow. But the thing of it is, uh, I was with two independent firms, and uh, I was really dissatisfied. You know, I I had a... um, The the first firm I was with, uh, there was just no room for growth. I was there the longest, and there was just no room for growth. I really gave it a shot. I went to another firm, and... Nick, the morals and ethics was just horrible. Real estate ethics and just morals in general was just horrible. Um, And I knew I had to get out of there. I said, Lord, what do I do? Do I start my own business? What what do I do? I wasn't sure where to go. And I was really disgruntled. And then um, I went to the mailbox one day, and there was a brochure from Century 21 Bradley. And uh, I go, wow. And I, I read the brochure, and... I gave it a call and talked to Gina, set up an appointment and uh, came in and interviewed with Gina and Jim Bradley. Jim goes, Jerry, you just seem like you're disgruntled. You're dissatisfied about something. I said, oh, Jim, I am. I said, I'm just, um, you know, from the real estate firm I just am coming from that I want to leave. I hadn't left there yet, but I was searching to leave. I said, I just, I got to get out of there. And he grabbed my hand. He said, let's have prayer. Wow. You know, and um, he gave me a prayer book. And um, I tell you what, he called me about a week later and he said, you've been reading that prayer book? I said, yeah, Jim, I have. And he said, "Um, I would love to have you, Jerry. But he said, you, uh, you, you just, uh, you keep reading that book, keep praying. He said, I'll be praying for you. Yeah. So um, anyways, I knew after I left the interview, I knew this was the place for me, you know. So um, I had kind of trouble uh, collecting. I had three commission checks to collect from the previous firm I was at. They had an idea I was leaving. My desk was clearing out. And uh, so, yeah, um, they kind of withheld my checks for a little bit. And I finally got them, and I came aboard here. So um, I have not look back I should have been here 20 years ago <laughs> so um, but you know that was yesterday and today's today Amen. I I am looking forward to every day that I you know since I become a member of the Century 21 Bradley family I have learned so much Nick from last April to the present day of today I've learned so much about real estate than I have the past 20, the past 19 years. Wow. You know, I have learned so much that is, you know, uh, being a a part of a national chain Mm -hmm. and especially the education that is taught here and, you know, all the realtors that is here, the hundreds of realtors that belong to this family. um, I'm not on anybody's team because, you know, Nick, when I came here, I didn't know one person. And I didn't want to knock on anybody's door and say, hey, do you need a team member, you know? So, um, you know, I thought, you know, I can try and start my own team. So uh, I don't have anybody on my team yet, but, you know, God willing, I will. But I have been learning so much that I I would have never known what I know today. You know, what I know today, I've never have known if I would have stayed with the independent firms. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'm excited you're going to share some of that with us. So in your experience, I mean, you have you have all this experience in the real estate field. What is your experience specifically with, with controlling the conversation? Because, you know, real estate agents, I mean, you have conversations every right. day, all day, um, whether it's with agents or, or clients. So 
what kind of what is your experience there? Well, my experience, I have a, um, my my history. I had 27 years of law enforcement behind me, yeah. and then uh, I've been doing protective services as well. So people say, "What's protective services?" So um, I bodyguard people, yeah. and I'm in a private sector world, you know. So when I get a call, it's usually somebody that um, you know that knows that they, it's usually a high end job. Yeah. Uh, because uh, there's usually a life threatened wow. at that time, or it's um, the status quo. Um, yeah. You know, um, people that have that kind of money, they just they have certain uh, protectors with them. So, anyways, um, but the past 27 years of law enforcement uh, has helped me deal with people. Going through college, uh, I went to Fort Wayne. At that time, it was called IPFW. So, um, you know, I took psychology, uh, oh, wow, yeah. uh, psychology classes. So, you know, one thing about people, dealing with people, it's, it's uh, like the, um, the movie Forrest Gump. Life is like a box of chocolates. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get. So, you know, when you deal with people, they don't know what I've just came through, yep. you know, um, and I don't know what where they've come from. But I do know this, Nick, when you talk to people and you make the eye to eye contact and you let them speak, you let them talk, you don't overshadow them, overcome them. You let them speak because what they have to say is important. Yeah. Whether it's a a property for $10,000 or a property for a million dollars, it doesn't matter. People want to be heard. People want you to hear their story so I listen and being a good listener helps that when you deal with people Um, and then they want to know a little bit more about you because perceptions everything yeah so they they want to know whether or not you're really listening to them because I've been in conversations with people and they'll kind of backtrack and ask me a question yeah so you know they want to know. So I get in the conversation, you know, I mean, that's how you get to know each other by talking to each other, not about, okay, let's look at this house. Let's go to the next house. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Um, yeah. You just have to, when you control the conversation, it's, um, I let them have a little bit of leeway, uh, quite a bit of, of leeway of explaining themselves. And then I tell them about me. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of narrow it down. I kind of take it so if you take a big pool and just kind of shrink it, yeah. I just kind of shrink down the conversation to what we're really getting after. Okay. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So you, you take it from a big scope and you narrow it down, you know, yeah. by, by, um, by talking. And you can control the conversation that way. Sometimes I call it like um, uh, there's a language called verbal judo. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, um, you know, you kind of take a little bit of verbal judo with you okay. with this, and you can kind of control the conversation by saying, you know, uh, shrinking it down. And they say, well, you know, what about a two-bedroom house? Hey, there's nothing wrong with a two-bedroom house, but what about a three? Yeah. You know, because resale value mm-hmm. uh, is better with a three than it is a two. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, uh, oh, I wasn't aware of that. What about this, a 900-square-foot house? I said, that's not bad for a rental. But I said, you know, you start start going with, uh, if you live there five years, that's five Christmases. Yeah. You know, and the 900-foot square just keeps shrinking. Oh, yeah. You know, so I said, I I try to go with a 1,200-square-foot or more. Okay, Just give yeah. them ideas. Some people say, you know, I really, how about 1100 Hey, I'm, that's that's fine, too. It's kind of like auctioning. Yeah. You know, they kind of like, and I do auctioneering as well. So I say, hey, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. we can. I can look there. Because ultimately, they're the boss. That's what they want to buy. It's their money. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a two-way, two-way thing. I mean, you're, you're picking up on um, what they're saying, and you're making your own suggestions. Yep. And in the end, you kind of come to a... Uh, a point that's good for both of you. Yeah, and I let them know. I say, you know, ultimately, you're the boss. It's your money. Yeah. I just make sure everything we do is everything legal and to the code. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So, um, you know, I just say, it's your money. You're the one that has to sleep here. I, do, I want you to go to go to sleep and not wake up or can't sleep because of indigestion yeah. because you're upset about buying the house. Amen. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Okay, so, and we, I mean, we probably covered this a little bit in that, but um, so why is controlling the conversation an important topic for real estate agents? Well, like I said, it's it's communication. And communication, if you talk to anybody, Nick, communication's the key. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, they want a realtor that cares. They, you know, and I, I've, I've talked to people that said that they dealt with this realtor or that realtor or this firm or that firm, and they kind of ignored them because they didn't want, you know, all they could afford at that time was 60000 yeah. you know. And they've had realtors, oh, no, 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 you know. Yeah. You, know, uh, you, you may want to do something else. But I say, look, that's 60000 Mm-hmm. They're my advertisement. Yeah. You know, you you can spend money and put your name on a billboard. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But the word of mouth is a good advertisement. Yeah, absolutely. And that 60000 could lead into another 100000 when they want to upgrade. And word of mouth from them to their friends. Yeah. So, you know, it's you got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And some people just have had um, bad luck. Uh, they've made wrong choices uh, with spending money. And, um, you know, their, their credit score may not be as high, but you never know when that maturity level is going to kick in. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. And, hey, I've had people, you know, five years later say, hey, Jerry, remember me? I said, I sure do. And, you know, that's, that's my mistake. Nick, because I do remember them, and it was my fault and shame on me for not keeping contact with them. Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't measure success in, oh, I've sold 50 houses this year. I don't measure. You'll never hear me say that. Yeah. Because I measure success in when I get invited to birthday parties from people yeah. I, de- I I worked with, real estate. I get invited to their wed, their, you know, their children's weddings or graduation parties. You know, people say, well, what, what's, who's this person? You yeah. know, what side of the family is this person on? And they say, well, he's our realtor. Mm-hmm. You know, that's success. Yeah. Success is when they keep you involved in their life. They want you to know. You know, they see me in a store and they, they say, hey, there's Jerry. Mm-hmm. You know, not like they're ducking behind the next aisle to avoid me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know, t- that is success. It's not in... To, in my in my personal opinion, Nick, it's not in oh I sold this much real estate. Yeah, you know, and it's just not me. I don't boast about that. I measure success in my eyes and my heart when people get back with me. I used to coach high school football as an assistant, a line coach. I still have the the young men that I coached, and I was rough on them. Mm-hmm. But I still have them get a hold of me. I had one get a hold of me yesterday. Um, I tell you what, when they call me and tell me, hey, coach, I want you to know I became a fireman. Hey, coach, I want you to know I'm a police officer. Hey, coach, I want you to know that I'm an engineer. You know, now that's success. Yeah. It didn't matter about the win or lose record, you know. It, yeah. it, it mattered that, you know, you know, I got invited to several of the, these guys' weddings. And I'll never forget the one, and I had tears in my eyes. He, mm-hmm. he gave a speech, the best man gave a speech, and I coached that guy too. And he said, uh, and then the groom stood up and he said, there's a guy here that if it wouldn't be for this person, I wouldn't be the person I am today. And this guy touched me on the back of my shoulder, and here it was his dad. And he said, Coach, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for, for you know, being rough at practice, for demanding discipline. Because he said, if it wouldn't be for you, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And I, I just, I had tears. Yeah. But that's that's success. Yeah. You know, and this player wasn't an all-state player. He was just a, a varsity player that you know, you know, that 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 just played ball. Yeah. You know. So um, he didn't move on. He wasn't really that good to move on to the next level anyways, but he was good enough for what we had on our team. Mm-hmm. But um, I tell you what, Nick, um, real estate's kind of like that. Yeah. When you deal with people and they invite you back into their lives, they want to meet with you to go out to eat, 
or they invite you to whatever is happening in their lives, that's success. That means they're still involved with you, and, you know, they're going to advertise you. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, for, for everyone else, how they advertise, that's their business, and there's nothing wrong with that. But staying in their lives and having them making sure that they keep you in their lives, then you got success. Then you got success. Yeah. 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 I mean, I always say we, this isn't a, a transaction business. This is a relationship business. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and that's what it's about, you know, because, you know, as I'm showing somebody else a house or I'm doing an auction or something and they see me there, you know, the wave, you yeah, know. Yeah. And uh, it, it's just, it's, I think it's an amazing, I know it, it, I just don't think, but I know it's an amazing business. And I'm not in it just to make sales. Yeah. I'm in it for the relationship of friendship because they are your advertisement. They are the people that are going to use you. They are going to spread your word to some, spread your name to somebody else. And I know today's generation, you know, it's so easy to get an uh, Zillow app or Realtor.com app and you yeah. just hit schedule a showing, you know, and hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Hmm. But if you can still become a part of their lives, even though they may have them apps, they may say, you know, hey, why don't you give Jerry a call instead of getting bombarded by a dozen realtors yeah you know yeah. and uh, i've had that happen you know um i talked to a lady two weeks ago she said oh jerry my son hit realtor.com or zillow whatever app it was and you know there was eight different realtors that called him oh yeah yeah and she goes i told him just call jerry just Good. you know yeah. just call jerry so, yeah, and, um, you know, them apps are good to have, and it works well for, for this industry. So, um, but I just, you know, we're talking about communication. We're talking about relationship with people, and I tell you what, once you sell somebody else, it's, and I know from the bottom of my heart, it's, it's so important to stay, still stay involved in their lives. Yeah. You know, and... Um, and I know a lot of other realtors will tell you the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I've been in classes here, and that was one of the major things I've caught. So I've been going back six years calling people. Wow. You know, and yeah. saying, hey, you know, and like I said, shame on me for not keeping back in their lives. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, – so when we talk about the fact that it's a relationship business, I mean, conversation is – one of the biggest things about a relationship. Oh yeah. Um, I've so, had people. I've had people call me and say, "Hey Jerry, just want you to know we're changing." You know this. I, I said, "Hello, this is Jerry," and they said, and they tell me who they are, and I'm going, "Oh," and they said, "We changed our phone number. We wanted you to have it." Nice. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. big. We've talked about what real estate conversations are and, and, and why they're beneficial and why it's good to get better at them. Uh, it's a skill that we can always always practice and get better at. But so what are some techniques um, that we can share uh, to help people have better conversations? Well, I, I'm an eye-to-eye -eye person, okay? So uh, when you look in somebody's eyes, you know, um, and you talk to them, they see your eyes. They see that, you know, you're, you're concerned. They see, you know, they can tell, like I said, perception's everything. Yeah. So, and I realize our phones are ringing all the time. I realize, you know, and, and it's how, like, if in the middle of a conversation, if my phone rings, mm -hmm. you know, I look at it. If I recognize the number, I say, excuse me, I need to answer this call, you know. But I try to make it very brief. Yeah. I try to make it very brief, and I try to just, and then I get back in the conversation. But with all being said, Nick, you know, um, they read your body language. They read your expression, your face expression. They read your eye contacts. So, you know, if you can, um, you know, give your 100% attention to them, they know, they realize if you're, actually listening or not i mean you can only wear a mask or put on a charade for so long yeah you know and um you, and people read that 
yeah, you know. Absolutely. So, so I try to be an eye to eye person, um, and like I said, I've been around some people that I'm thinking they're not legit. Mm-hmm. You know, it works both ways. You can read them as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's uh, like I said, um, meeting a person perception is one of the. It's about the. It's, they're going to have their first perception of you, whether or not they like you or not. Yeah, real quick. Yep. Real quick. Um, so w- when I was doing some research, I found kind of an interesting take on this is um, don't ask, order. So instead of how was your vacation, say, tell me about your favorite thing you did on correct, vacation. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's kind of like the verbal judo. You yeah. know, you come in here and, you, you, and, you know, they say, oh, we just came back from Florida. Oh, really? You know, tell me a little bit about it. What what all did you do? Did you go to Disney or, you know, where did you go? And I've had people say, you know, Jerry, we just laid out on the beach and slept. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I go, nothing wrong yeah. with that, you yeah. know. Some yeah. people go to Florida and to go to Disney or whatever they want to do, but ask. Yeah. You know, say, so, oh, good. You know, I've. I've been in conversations where I've told them I've been on vacation. Oh, yeah, well, good for you. And then we go on to the next subject. You know, they wasn't concerned. They didn't care, you know. Um, But if you ask, what did you do? You're you're asking to be a part of their life. I want to hear what you did. What's that cruise like? You went on a cruise. What what was that like? Where did you go? What islands did you stop at? You know, give me some pointers. You know, yeah. so on and so forth. That opens up the key. That opens up more communication. They get their wall of defense, maybe not being around, you know, knowing you. Mm-hmm. The barrier shrinks a little bit, yeah. you know. And you may show them, let's say you show them 20 houses, but each time you meet them, each time you're with them, you see that wall, that barrier coming down. Yeah. So the next thing you know, instead of shaking their hands or whatever, they're giving you a hug. Hey, good to see you. You know, or hey, thanks, Jerry. I know we've looked at a lot of real estate. I said, you know, this is what I do. You know, you buy the house that you're happy with. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, it just shows a, a genuine interest yep. in their lives. Not outside. I mean, it's outside of real estate. It's out. It's outside of they're a, a transaction or anything like that it's it's very much I'm, i want to get to know you as a person that's right that's, that's right huge yep um another thing i saw was uh, repeat things back yep uh, they're going to ask you questions you know like i said sometimes some people will quiz you when they're talking to you oh yeah so some people will say you know they'll ask you a question that they've already talked about oh yeah, uh, yeah and absolutely. you know and are you really listening so uh you know and I, hey i'm only human so, you know, I can't remember some of the things, you know, I'll see them uh, next showing or so, and they say, hey, Jerry, remember when we told I say, hey, refresh my memory on that. I remember this part of it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I try to be a very good listener. I really do. Yeah. So um, it's, it's important to them, you know. And if you block that off, they're going to read into that, and eventually, you know, you may finish a transaction with them, but I guarantee you that'll be the last time. Yeah. 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 Another thing that I saw was um, ask open-ended questions. Um, so you're not locking yourself into dead-end answers. So you're That's not, right. It's like uh, instead of asking um, where is your favorite place to hike or how long have you been hiking, you could say what do you love most about hiking? Or- That's what I do, yeah, because, you know, uh, a lot of people say, you know, Jerry, we just went to Yellowstone. Because yeah. we love the scenery. We love the hike. We love to do this. And I go, you know, and I'm sitting there going, you know, I've never been to Yellowstone. Tell me about what you've seen. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they'll tell me about Old Faithful. They'll go on and they'll say, oh, we've seen elk and we could we could hear the wolves, you know, at night. And it's just like, wow, you know, and I'm a nature guy too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I'm going, Wow, that is so cool. And they'll say, why haven't you been to Yellowstone yet, Jerry? And I say, you know, I just haven't. I said, you know, it's one of them to-do lists that I need to do. You know, but I got, you know, that gets them involved in your life. Yeah, 
Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, you know, I had uh, never taken a cruise. And I used to ask pre people, you know, that, that, oh, we love cruises. And they would tell me all kinds of things. They would tell me what boat, what, to, what they did, you know, what kind of food and everything they had. And then finally some friends invited me and I took, I, I took an 11 day cruise one time. So when I met back with these people, you know, I seen them or talk, called them and, and I said, hey, I took a cruise. Guess yeah. what I did? You know, and the conversation, it just, it builds up. I mean, it's more in depth. It's about being in their lives and them in your life mm -hmm. as well. So, you know, I, and a lot of the classes here, you know, the mastermind classes, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, Nick, they're, they're outstanding. Yeah. I've learned so much because, you know, sending a card, writing a personal note, not just an email, but actually writing, one of the agents here said, it means so much writing a personal note. Oh, yeah, for you sure. Know? So I have, hey, I went on a cruise. Next thing you know, they called me. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. or they wrote me a letter back, you know, and it's just like, it's, it's just staying a part of them because, you know, they may stay in that house the rest of their lives, yeah. but their children, may buy a house around here someday yeah. or they know they have friends yeah their sphere of influence and, yeah, yeah but you, you just never know or they may say hey jerry we want to upgrade or downgrade yeah you know yeah, so absolutely. yeah so next uh, something that is it seems kind of um i think we all do it um and we we it's hard to avoid but don't offer possible answers when you're talking to somebody is another thing that I found. So when asking a question, especially in the beginning, um, don't ramble on nervously with possible answers. So what are you looking for in a home? Something in a quiet neighborhood kind of thing that setting expectations for themselves mm -hmm. um, that maybe not necessarily they wanted. It's something you've laid out for them. So instead of offering possible answers, uh, asking very much, the question and then just ending it there and, and letting them respond with their own in their own words. Sure. A lot of, you know, experience is the best teacher. Yeah. You know, and I've always it's been a, the best teacher for me. Uh, but, you know, when I when I work with people and I ask them, hey, do you have a pre-approval? Yeah. You know, I just talked to a gentleman yesterday and I was referred to him and he called me and he said, hey, um, you coached my brother in football. And he told me who his brother was. And I said, oh, my gosh, yes, you know. And and I called all my, my ball players that I coach, my kids. Yeah. So I said, how's one of my kids doing, you know? And he told me what he was doing and so on and where he's living now. And, and uh, he's not even in the same state. But anyways, um, he said, hey, I want, I'm looking for a house. I said, well, have you went to a bank and got pre-approved yet? Mm -hmm. No, I haven't. So I said, well, let's start there because I said, you know, it's a waste of everybody's time. If we're looking at a $150,000 house and you're only pre-approved for a hundred, yeah. you know, I said, you know, so he said, Hey, good idea. And I told him, I said, shop around, you know, shop around, you know, every bank has their own, their own thing. So, you know, just try and, and do, you know, what best fits you. For sure, yeah. But what I've noticed showing houses, they'll say, hey, Jerry, we're looking for a two to three bedroom house, um, uh, at least a two car garage and so on and so forth. Well, what they really find that they like is a three to four bedroom house, a three car garage, uh, you, yeah. know, <laughs> you know, uh, $150,000 house is a $250,000 yeah. house real quick that they really like, yeah. you know, and they're going, oh, wow, you know, or they want to be in this neighborhood. And then they say, no, you know what? We really like this other, we go to church over this way. So mm -hmm. we may, you know, you never know what, when, you know, when their ideas are going to change. But when they look, it gives them an open mind, a perception of, wow, this is, this is a nice area. I tell them, I say, hey, drive around it. Yeah. You know, drive around the area. Just let me know. So um, if they have any in-depth questions that I can't answer, I try to find out answers. You know, so I, and I show them, the, you know, when we go to write out a purchase agreement. I show them, you know, everything 
from the front to the to the very you know the eight pages that are there and it's like it's like you know let's go over this pretty good yeah so sure. uh, you know and i've had people say yeah 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 just let me sign uh, bottom line they want to know what their mortgage is their payment <laughs> yeah, yeah, always, yeah. but but you know they learn by experience so what they they thought was well jerry we're pre-approved for 200 but we're going to look at this eighty thousand dollar house yeah yeah you know and okay let's look at let's look at some eighty thousand dollar houses mm-hmm. and then let's look at 120 then, yeah let's look at you know so on and so forth. Yeah. So, and then they finally, I said, you know, you'll get that wow factor when you walk in it. Mm-hmm. And they walk in the house and finally they go, wow, wow, this is it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so now this is a classic tactic for developing rapport, but um, mirroring, uh, I don't know if you've ever done any research on that or, or anything like that, but um, basically we as humans like to or almost subconsciously mimic the other person that we're in a conversation. It is correct. That is correct. Exactly. Yeah, because like um, a lot of times I talk and I use my hands Mm -hmm. out in front of me. I I learned that from law enforcement. For one, you can see my hands. Uh, They're not a threat to you. They're open. Yeah. Um, You know, um, sometimes they, they clap together, you know, and I don't, I just... It just does that. They. It's also a defense. I have my hands up front in case you know a perpetrator would be out there, and you just never know, you know. Yeah. So um, I just uh, when I talk, they see my hands. It's a gesture. So um, sometimes I see them doing the same thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know. Now when they start folding their arms or they're real tight or they look away or something, then I'm going okay. They have a wall up. Yeah. Okay. There's something I'm not doing or something that has turned them off or something. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, body language is a lot of things. So when their wall starts coming down or I'm doing what they're doing, I find myself, okay, they're folding their arms. I'll fold my arms a little bit, okay. you know? Yeah. So it, it kind of works. It's a two-way street. It's definitely a two-way street. Yeah. yeah. Simon says, yeah. you know, yeah, you exactly go. what it is. And we're creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. So when we see somebody doing something, there's a lot of times we do we do something. Yeah. You know, so I, uh, <laughs> I'm i guilty of being ornery. Uh, <laughs> and there's people that will park in the same spot all the time. Yeah. And I'll park in their spot just to see what they do. And yeah. they go to turn in that spot, and it's just like they hesitate. And there could yeah. be an opening on each side. But that's but, the spot. But that's the spot that's I the took. Spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so another thing is, I mean, we, we live busy lives. Uh, clients are living busy lives. Um, and so when faced with the possibility of having a real estate conversation um, and they're going through their head and they're like, I, I don't have 30, 45 minutes to give to this conversation. So let's let's push this off. Where instead, if, if you approach the conversation and you give them an artificial time restraint. So um, like, um, I'm, I'm on my way out, but before I leave, I wanted to ask you something. Um, and that, that establishes for them that this isn't gonna be this long conversation that I can't have. This is, we're, we're, we're starting off by just quickly, can I get this information? And, and then if it, turns into that, that that's okay. Um, but people are hesitant to have uh, a long conversation. Correct. Correct. So, you know, when I, uh, when I set up a showing, mm-hmm. you know, or I interview somebody that when I mean by interview is, um, you know, I, uh, just before the new year came in, before 2020 came in, uh, a gentleman, uh, I, again, he, I was referred to him. He said, Hey, he said, I, I said, Hey, let's meet let's meet, uh, his name was Mike, He's, and, and I said, Mike, let's just meet and uh, get to know each other. I'll kind of get kind of notes. He goes, well, I work quite a bit of hours. And then all of a sudden he called me up. He said, hey, I got, I got a half hour. Let's do lunch real quick, and I'll yeah. get, I'll get, you know, so I knew I had a time frame of a half hour. So I got his information. We, we had a burger and a soda, and, uh, and I, you know, I told him I'd buy that, and, uh, you know, Within a half hour, we were done, mm-hmm. you know. So, and yeah. then I've met people that you meet them at the door, and first thing they do is look at their watch, mm-hmm. or they they got their cell phone in their hand and they're looking at it. Yeah, you know. So that tells me they're either their mind somewhere else, or they're looking at their time. Yeah, for sure. 
Okay. So you try to just, okay, we got showing here, let's say it's a half hour, and I'm thinking, okay, we'll be done in 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, because they're in, you just try and get this across. So I give them the information that I can give them, Mm -hmm. and then I let them say, oh, we have a question. Yeah. And then they say, okay, Jerry, this is what we're really looking for. Okay. We decided we really didn't want this house. We drove around it, but this, it was already scheduled. And I said, hey, don't be afraid to call me and say, hey, we don't want to see this house. Yeah. You know, I said, you know, because that builds up communication. Mm-hmm. So, but like I said, they wanted to meet me. Yeah. And it's a perception. They wanted to see how I was going to fit with them, mm-hmm. what type of person I am. Am I pushy? Am I, do I really care? So on and so forth. So, you know, and I'm not trying to tell anybody how to run their own real estate. I'm just saying that it works for me, you know, but I'm, I, I'm a people person. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, and I, and I enjoy meeting people. So, and I try not to, you know, I let them know, like, um, Saturday I had an auction to go do. And I said, can we make this an hour earlier than what we previously had? Cause I, I, um, I actually did a, a volunteer auction you know, a benefit auction. So they said, sure. And there again, it opened up to them that I'm an auctioneer as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, so we got there, they brought their parents. Hey, we looked at it within that hour, we were done. But now I got more showing scheduled with them. There you go. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so everything we've talked about so far is great for a normal conversation, um, a uh you're sitting down trying to figure out what people want for a house or um, negotiations and all that kind of stuff. But what happens when the conversation goes more confrontational? What happens when um, you get a call or somebody walks in the room or you get an email or something where they feel they perceive that you've done something wrong? Um, what do you do then? What I do is I if they feel I've done something wrong and I find out what it is and I I apologize. I say, hey, you know, I'm only human. If I gave you the wrong answer, I didn't mean to. You know, I've had people say, well, you should know what you're talking about. You are correct. You know, Mm -hmm. if if I told you the house was 1,200 square foot and it's actually 1,400 square foot, you know, that's my mistake. Yeah. You know, and I apologize for it, you know. But you know what? That, that, That may ruin the whole thing. Yeah. You know, uh, there's some people that's just very, very hard to please. They're mm-hmm. looking for confrontation. That's why I kind of look into their eyes. I look at their body language. You know, some people's looking for confrontation. Yeah. So, um, you know, and sometimes I just say, well, you know, I can recommend somebody else. Or, you know, if you're not satisfied with me, you know, we have a whole bunch of agents in our, you know, we, I said, but we're a one-stop shop. Yeah. You know, here at uh, Century 21 Bradley, and I tell them, I say, we're a one-stop shop. We have every type of, of real estate that you can think of. We cover it all. Yeah. You know, so I said, if you're not happy with me, you know, there's so many other agents there. But um, but I've, I've came across a few that are very confrontational. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just have to say, it's for, for Jerry, for me, it wasn't worth the yeah. stress that it could have because they are very confrontational and they got to have the last word. Yeah. They got to put you down. Yeah. You know, they want to rub it in that you are wrong, yeah. you know? So, and, and I let them have their peace and, and you know what? I don't need the last word. Yeah. I can just walk away. Well, and I, and I think, I think in, the, in this industry, it's, it's tough because, um, this is a super stressful time in people's lives when you when you're buying a house or selling a house, and so um, I think sometimes that stress, some other things can get taken out on 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 the real estate agent, um, and I think knowing that is good. It's it's this isn't this isn't me. They're not mad at me. This isn't. Uh, they were just trying to find some way to to vent. To, to vent. And I think knowing that and going into the conversation with that in mind then you can you can like you said apologize but let them know that uh you're you're there for them that that yes this is super stressful i know you're upset uh but my end goal is to get what you want yeah and you know and 
I try my best, but sometimes there's just a line yeah. there that, you know, they don't want, they, no matter what you say or do, they just want to condemn you basically. Yeah. And I just say, Hey, you know, you're, this is America. Yeah. You're free to use whoever you want to use. You know, yeah. uh, you're not stuck with me. We, and, uh, we, we go on from there, but you know, uh, there's some people that I have a listing or, or they are upset about something, um, that, you know, the house hasn't sold right away. I said, well, I told you what I feel we could get out of it. Mm -hmm. And we're higher than that, you know? And, uh, well, my children said I should have used this person or that person. I said, well, we're in a contract, you know, I'd have to go through my bosses to get out of it. But I said, you know, the reason why the house hasn't sold, I mean, it's in a good location. There's really nothing wrong with the house that 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 I know of or that they have disclosed. So we're our price is too high. Yeah, you know, and um, hey, I get it. Everybody's house is worth a million dollars to them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, but the reality is, Nick, that people's only going to pay so much, yeah. and the buyer, you know, sets the tone for that. So you know, I and I can show them, and I have showed them what the comps are, and they say, "Nope, we want this, we want this." Well, when it sets longer, ultimately it's my fault because it hasn't gotten sold in their eyes. And remember, that's in their eyes. I knew what the price was supposed to be, but they wanted it. They wanted it higher. We tried higher. It's not working. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, these are some really good techniques. Um, we, we've we've talked about some really powerful ways to control the conversation but do you have any ideas on how to practically implement these you know um as an auctioneer you'll see me driving down the road mm-hmm. and i'm chanting uh, people mm-hmm. think oh you know jerry's talking to himself well yeah. i'm chanting you know i'm, I'm doing uh bid calls yeah. you know yeah. but yeah you you know you can work on your skills yeah. You can work on your skills every day on how to treat people, but you have to work on them. Mm-hmm. You know, just not into your mind and say, oh, I'll wait to the next person. This is what I'm going to do. Because you have to work on your skills. It's like anything else. Practice makes perfect. Amen. Yeah. So you have to work on how you treat people, and everybody's not the same. You know, yeah. uh, when you reach in that candy jar and there's mixed, there's all kinds of candies in there, you're not sure what you're going to pull out. If your eyes are closed and you're not looking for something special, you just reach in there and grab something. Well, that's how it is with when you're dealing with the public. You're not sure what that person, what, what they came from, who they are, their background, yeah, so absolutely. on and so forth. And even the people that are referred to you that you may know, well, it doesn't mean that you truly know. Yeah. You know, So uh, they have an ex- expectation of you, and our expectation is professionalism. And our ethics is at the most high, you know, our being professional and our ethics is, is, is at the most highest standards. So we need to keep that poise, okay? And you need to bring that across to, to your client that your professionalism and that your ethics is at the most high. So with that being said, you need to work on them skills, okay? And, you know, think about, questions that people is going to ask you think about how what are you going to do in a situation when somebody confronts you mm-hmm. about so well somebody said this and this about you yeah. oh is that true you know no and it's you know i really don't know what you i don't know why they would say that or yes i know yeah. why they said that and explain your story um but there is some people out there that is yeah they're really uh confrontational yeah you know and uh, it's just a matter of you working on your skills to talk and to communicate. Like I said, law enforcement has helped me a great deal. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's about communication. If I don't understand how they're speaking, um, you know, you get an interpreter, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not going to guess at it. When somebody says, Jerry, is, can I move, can I take this wall out? Well, Nick, I'm not a carpenter. <laughs> yeah. And I tell them that. I say, look, I help you in every. I am not a carpenter, but you're welcome to get anybody you want for another showing and bring them in because I'm not going to guess. If I don't know, I don't know. And if they ask me something about something else, you know, and I feel, hey, that's an attorney question, 
That's an attorney question. Yeah. I'm not answering any of that, you know, because the last thing you need is, oh, real estate broker told me this. You know, mm-hmm. that's the last thing you need. So, um, you know, I answer the question the best I can, but have concern when you ask them. Concern that you care, you yeah. know, when, when you answer their question that you really care. And if you don't know, hey, you don't know, you'll find out the answer or they need to find out the answer, you yeah. know, depending on their question and, and what it's about. If, if it's about, you know, the real estate, the house, hey, I can't move that. You know, I don't know if I can move. I tear that wall out. I don't know if it's a low bearing wall or not because I'm not a carpenter. But, you know, you can call this carpenter or find find one of your own. You know, a lot of people will say, who do you recommend, you know, for um, home inspection? I say, hey, we have a whole list of them here. Or get on the Internet yeah. or ask your friends. Because the last thing I want them to do is say, oh, Jerry told me to use this person. Mm-hmm. You know, and I said, this is America. You're welcome to use anybody you want to use as long as they're licensed home inspector. You know, so um, and I've you know I've I've had uh, success like water tests. Um, you know, when it's in the country and it's a well. Well, in Indiana, as real estate brokers, we can do the water test. I don't. I recommend a home inspector. Yeah. You know, and I tell my clients that. Oh, Jerry, it's a lot more expensive. Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah. But you know what? They're licensed to do that. I've not had one class on how to do it. Yeah. So, you know, I want a licensed home inspector to do it. And I let them know that gives them the assurance that I'm not guessing at nothing. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so, I mean, we, we learn techniques and, and how to implement them. So, I mean, I kind of want to give you guys a challenge here. Um, so, the next time you're having a conversation with someone, whether it's a real estate contact, a friend, a family member, or someone else, try to incorporate one of these strategies. So, like, when you and your spouse both get home, say, tell me about your day instead of asking how it went. Get your not-so-chatty friend to keep talking by sharing your own stories in between theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, and ask your client a nice open-ended question, and then just be quiet and let them answer. Mm-hmm. You you just might find that your conversations become way more meaningful and productive. But yeah, so I, I want to give you guys that challenge. Now, Jerry, is there anything else you wanted to cover here? Hey, you know, without it, it's it's simple. If 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 you just look at it and say, you know, one eye contact uh, and keep your body language kind of, you know, they see they read you as well as you're reading them. Yeah listening, listening, and and talk to them as if you really care. And, you know, the open-ended questions is like, hey, you know, you went on a cruise. Tell me about it. Yeah. Tell me about that cruise. Yeah. Not you know? just yes or no answer. Yeah, just not, oh, you know, hey, what 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 boat did you go on? Oh, that was cool. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. You know, no, tell me about your cruise. Yeah. Tell me about your cruise. And, uh, you know, say, I, I've had people, I'm a big Mickey Mouse fan. I love going to Disney, Nick. I really yeah. do. Um, cool. So, um, you know, people I will say, have you been there? Yes, I have. But you know what? I can go there. I could live in that. I could live there, you yeah. know, because yeah. I love it that much. And I tell That's them, I've not seen the whole thing. Really? You know, wow. it's like, you know, I've been into, in, in Walt Disney World, I've been into their, you know, water parks and the, and the, the other, um, uh, the, like the Magic Kingdom and, uh, Kingdom and Epcot and then Hollywood Studios and then, um, uh, what's the other one? What did I? What have to I not? Uh, I have here. not mentioned. There's Magic, Magic Kingdom. Kingdom there's Epcot, Epcot there's... Animal Kingdom, in Hollywood Studios. So I've been, okay, you yeah. know, and I've told them I've been to all four. Yeah. But you know, I have not done every ride. I have not yeah. done everything. And there's so much to do there, oh, you yeah. know. So I tell people, you know, oh, I've stayed. Yeah, I've stayed at this. At you know, I stayed in their their villas in there. But you know, there's so many of them. So I always try to leave that we have more conversation yeah. to talk about. Yeah. And you you get something called common interest, common ground. Mm-hmm. You get on that you get on that level with them. Yeah. And it's always something to talk about. So when they see you, that triggers their brain right yeah. away. 
that, oh, yeah, that's Jerry. He likes going, you know, we, we go to Disney, so does Jerry. You know, and they may, they may say, hey, we've been to Disney. And I say, yeah, well, I haven't been there mm-hmm. for a while, but, yeah, you know, tell me about it, you know. And, um, and then I'll say, oh, is this still the same or that's still the same? And you'd be surprised the conversations you get into from there. Man, that, that common ground is so powerful and so simple. I mean, it can be something so small, yep. like um, one day you guys have a matching tie or something, and then from yep. then on you have a conversation starter. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's and it's super just, powerful. It's just like, you know, you sell a house at a $50,000 level. I'm still on common ground. I'm helping them. I'm excited for them because that's their house that they're buying, Yeah. you know? And maybe down the road, that fifty thousand dollar house. Now they're looking at one hundred and twenty. Yeah, you know they want me to sell that plus sell them another house. Yeah, you know so on and so forth. So, like I said, common ground with people that is the key. And I want to. I really want to stress that. You know, getting on the same plane level field. The, the mm-hmm. you know you're not better than them. And no. and no. when you when you uh, when you walk in and they first meet you, you know perception. It's a lot of perception, and they yeah, read huge. you. They read you, and it's not a perfect world. You're going to make mistakes, yeah. okay? We're so, human. and so are they. We're, we're I mean, we're not perfect, yeah. but uh, no, getting on that uh, that same level, that same ground, common ground, and you open up that communication, Nick, you would be surprised where that's going to lead you. And like I said, I don't measure. Oh, I sold this many houses yeah. this year. I, 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 you'll never hear me say that. People ask me, how many have you sold so far? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't keep track of that. I do keep track of my friendship. I do keep track of the people. I'm learning to make more contacts with them. Yeah, good. Okay. Good. So, you know, numbers are pushed to the side, and I tell you why. Um, and I, this is just for me. This is just for me that that I, I try to I try to enter God bless you yeah you yeah. know and that's just from my own spiritual standpoint I try to bring that in um, but like I said everybody works in different ways so uh, but I do advise common ground with people goes a long way yeah. All right that that was great honestly Jerry thank you so much for being here oh you're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Let's Talk Real Estate podcast presented by Century 21 Bradley. If you enjoyed our podcast, make sure to subscribe and share us with your friends. Until next time, remember, stay humble, work hard.